Creating a web presence today has never been easier. In fact, there are millions of pages of text that are created every day. But how do you work through the chaos and hype and create a web presence that will actually drive sales and profits for your business? Our guest today is globally renowned internet expert, Chad Barr, who provides secrets to achieving web success on the, achieving success on the web in his new book, Million Dollar Web Presence, which he co-authored with Dr. Alan Weiss. Welcome, Chad. Uh, great to see you here. Great to hear you, Clifton. Ah, great, great. Thanks for joining us. Let's jump straight into this. Firstly, we're familiar with the term website, but what is a web presence and is it actually possible to create a million dollar web presence? That's a great question to get started with. Uh, so first of all, I need to push back at the concept of creating a website. And recently, especially since we uh, launched the book, uh, I started to suggest to my clients and my uh, audience out there, rather than thinking about a website, why not think about creating the ultimate repository of remarkable provocative content? Because isn't that what potentially your target audience is looking to get from you? They're not just looking to come to a website and, and, and be wowed by some uh, <laughs> amazing looking screens. What they're looking to get is value. They're looking to get ideas, how-to uh, tips, and how to resolve the typical challenge that they're having there. So first of all, the mindset shift that I suggest for uh, entrepreneurs and organizations to start thinking about, how do I start creating remarkable content? And with that in mind, the, to, in order to achieve what I call million-dollar web presence, not only is it absolutely uh, achievable, it's realistic. The web is an extension of who you are as a person, who you are as a company. It's your virtual representation of who you are 24-7, basically. So in order to grow the kind of success that most of our clients have seen over the years, the web has become a critical extension of what it is that they do, and it amplifies the message. It amplifies their content and their value that they deliver to their clients by virtue of leveraging web, leveraging technology in order to do so. Okay, great. So what are the factors then uh, of a successful web presence, the key factors that you've observed? So let me break into, let me break into two sections. Number one, when we talk about uh, the factor of successful web presence, uh, picture in your mind three circles. I'm going to refer to it as a Venn diagram. And by the way, that Venn diagram is in uh, the book that I, you mentioned I co-author with Dr. Weiss. Um, here's basically what it is. The three sections to successful web uh, presence. Number one, I call it the wow factor. What I want to make sure when your target audience shows up to your website, I want to make sure that your site is a wow factor. That people say, wow, this is the place of a world-class act. Number two, I want to make sure that from, from a perspective of content, your website uh, encompasses inside the website what I refer to as remarkable, provocative content with great tips, great idea in order to help your target audience. And the third component of successful web strategy or web presence is stra the strategy and tactics. Now, let me dive deeper into a couple of other concepts here. The additional concepts that I would like to add from a perspective of, of successful web presence, number one is the credibility. How do you establish credibility? And very quickly, for most organizations, solopreneurs, consultants, authors, uh, speakers, and, uh, and uh, coaches, here are the top five ways to establish credibility on the web without diving deeper unless we need to. Number one, the client list. Who are the clients that you're servicing? And that is, by the way, the one page on your website that I suggest, suggest if possible, the page scrolls down forever. 
Because I want to make sure that when the visitor shows up to your client's page, they say, oh my God, look at the amount of clients that this person has. Number two, testimonials. And today, for testimonials to be effective, I suggest both written and video testimonials. Number three, what are the results? What are the remarkable results? How is the client better off by virtue of working with you? What are the results that you have provided, created, generated for your clients? Number four are case studies that showcase your expertise, your knowledge, and the remarkable outcome and results that you have generated for your clients. And then, of course, your intellectual property, which is your way to demonstrate your knowledge, your wisdom, and expertise. And few other components for a successful web presence, creating conversations, cloning yourself, which is the virtual cloning of who you are, monetizing your website, creating... Um, and then at the end, in order to get there, I'll, I'll just end, end by saying, in order to create this amazing success, it encompasses all the components I mentioned, but it also takes hard work. It doesn't just happen. All those components have to be put together in order to create the kind of success we're talking about. Okay, and all that finally, I guess, ends up in being some form of content. And I know yourself and Alan, one of your favorite terms is developing provocative and compelling content. Can you describe how do you actually go about creating that? Absolutely. There are different ways to create content. So the simplest way to create content is to react to the challenges that your clients are facing. So let me just reverse the role, if I may, for one second, Clifton. Let me just ask you a simple question here. Uh, just off the top of your head, if I were to ask you the following question, what is a typical challenge that one of your clients or a bunch of your clients are facing today? What comes to mind that crosses your mind as that typical challenge? Uh, Cross-selling, making clients aware of their full range of services. Cross-selling. So if, if I were your potential client and I said, Clifton, my challenge is with cross-selling, give me a tip, two or three, of how you could help them resolve that challenge. What the, could they do sure, you know, make, to improve? Yeah, make them aware of fully your full product range. Um, create tips, checklists, and, and probably know your client and some risk exposures that they have. Beautiful. So if I were to work with you, just an example to show you how, how easy it is, if we were to record a podcast such as this one, I would say to you, Clifton, why don't you just reframe what you just said to me? So here's an example how, how I would ask you to actually say it. I'm oftentimes being asked, what is the typical challenge my clients are facing? Here's the one that comes across right away. It is all about cross-selling. When it comes to cross-selling, let me share with you three ways of how to resolve it. There are, of course, many ways, but here are the top three. Number one, they have to look at their products. Number two, creating possibly checklists. And then know what it is that you're, they're doing. And then let me ask you this. As an owner of your business, what are you doing today to make sure that you and your team are leveraging cross-selling to the highest potential? You see what I just did? Yeah. That's I just to Yeah. That's how you create great content. Either you partner with someone or you just sit there and say, what are some of my challenges, the challenges my clients are facing? And, and you do so. Interviews such as this one. Here's a chance where you're interviewing me. We are creating content. My answers can be then leveraged on your website, on my website. I can create sound bites from it. And that's how simple it is to create content. One, one fun thing that I would mention, during your speaking engagement, many of my clients, and I'm sure you too, uh, Clifton, we have the opportunity to speak in front of a small group of people or possibly to speak in front of a large audience group. That is one of the prime opportunity to find out what people are struggling with. And when you listen to what they're struggling with, 
Just give them the how-to, the ideas, the value of how to resolve the challenge. That's how you create uh, content. Let me also say one, uh, actually one final thing here. Here's my simple benchmark to measure whether the content is powerful or whether the content is not powerful. I simply ask myself when I listen to it, am I going to listen to the content and say, so what? Or am I going to listen to the content and say, let me pause this thing for a second. There are some great ideas here. I better take some notes down. So the simple benchmark, when you listen to yourself or listen to others, are you saying to yourself, so what? So what? Or are you saying to yourself, um, I've got to post this thing and, and take some notes. And just like I said earlier, here's one example. When I said to you, Clifton, stop thinking about creating websites. Start thinking about creating the ultimate repository of intellectual, remarkable intellectual property. This is a provocative statement. Now I could build an article into it. I can build a video into it and so on. Wow. So creating content is actually quite easy. You don't no longer have to stare at a blank screen or spend thousands of dollars on copywriters trying to come up with the magic words. You're simply just having a conversation. Yeah, just having, having, finding a great space there. It could be in your office, it could be in your basement, it could be in front of a client, turn on the recorder and say, let's have a conversation, just like this one. What are some of the challenges? And let me react to those challenges. What comes out of that recorder could then become the essence of how you can create very powerful content. And of course, if you read the Wall Street Journal or whatever other powerful publication you're reading, or possibly even the blogs of other uh, thought leaders out there, reacting to what you see in the news, reacting to what you see other people are doing is a great way to put your spin, hopefully a provocative spin oftentimes, on what being said in the news, especially as it relates to your area of expertise. Okay. What is, what is marketing gravity? What is the concept of marketing gravity and, and how can you put it in practice? That's great. Uh, the concept was invented actually by Ellen Weiss, my co-author uh, on the book and partner in many other things, uh, including uh, the great things we've done uh, over the years with the creation of his website, and I call it the digital empire creation. But actually, he has invented the concept of marketing gravity. I embellished it somewhat in the book. So, so here's basically this. Marketing gravity is the concept of engaging yourself in effective marketing activities that the ultimate result is to generate interest, making you become an object of interest, and then get the audience that you're trying to attract to call you, email you, and say, Clifton, we have to talk. I love what you just said. I came across uh, an article of yours or your book or whatever, and we need to talk. So marketing gravity is putting this thing into motion that creates the gravity that comes to you. Too many people are too much engaged in cold calling and all this other garbage of, of what I call outbound marketing that I believe for the most part is not effective. How many times do we get those calls at home that we, can, we can't wait to hang up the phone on them, right? Wouldn't it be great if a client, prospective client calls you and say, Clifton, I just read an article of yours or I just listened to a podcast of, you, of yours. I love what you said. This is exactly what I need. Let's talk about it. That is marketing gravity. In some of Ellen's earlier books, he has put together about 14 powerful spokes that describe what marketing and gravity. For example, books and articles and, uh, your, of course, your internet, uh, affiliate programs, alliances, webinars, and so on. In our book together, I've taken the 14 spokes and brought it, I think, closer to 40, 40. And each one of those elements is an element that you should consider possibly engaging in the activity in order to attract an audience to come to you. That is what marketing gravity is. Okay, so what you're saying is by creating 
provocative and compelling content and using the concept of marketing gravity, uh, a professional uh, can certainly use his website also to help him generate leads and new opportunities also. Is that correct? That's exactly right. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. That marketing gravity, if done right, eliminates the need for you to do outbound kind of calls and it creates the magic, the phenomena, the positive phenomena that actually attracts people to you because of the marketing gravity. And of course, let me give you just a couple of examples. Uh, I'm just looking at the marketing gravity. And by the way, I'll be glad to make that marketing gravity uh, process visual available to your audience. If they just shoot me an email, I'll make sure to include a copy of the visual that describes what marketing. Uh, and by the way, that is chad at cbsoftware.com. If any of you send me an email, I'll be glad to do so. Uh, so if I look at that, for example, putting together powerful case studies, putting together special reports, putting together a blog, a powerful website, doing audio podcasts that then get pushed into iTunes, which, by the way, iTunes over the years has become one of the largest repositories of remarkable content, uh, doing videos and putting them on YouTube, getting involved possibly in social media, doing interviews such as this one, uh, creating products, all of those, all of what I just mentioned are elements of marketing gravity that then attract visitors to come to you and want to do business with you. Great. So let's talk a little bit now about creating a web strategy. What, what are some of the questions uh, that any organization should be asking themselves when developing their web strategy? Uh, question that they need to ask themselves or question that they need to ask, ask their webmaster? Um, let's start with themselves or, or a combination of the two. I assume the two are working together. Sounds great. Um, so if it's of the webmaster... Uh, first of all, is this person a webmaster or an internet business strategist? The, the key distinction in my mind, the last thing, by the way, that I suggest that you hire is a webmaster. The first thing you need to focus on is hiring an internet business strategist that's going to help you put the plan together. What good is putting together some, some website if it does not meet with a strategy? So first of all, when you're looking to possibly hire someone, is that someone a webmaster or an internet business strategy? What is the process they're going to go through in order to get you from where you are today to the ultimate success of possibly creating credibility, of possibly doing business on the web with you? Next one, uh, are they going to focus on strategy first or are they going to try to dazzle you with great looking screen that's going to end up with just another pretty website syndrome, as I call it? Remember I said before, the three key components are a wow factor, content, strategy and tactics. Without those three components interacting together, there's not going to be success on the web from my perspective. And the last one that comes to mind, proven track record of success. Is the individual you're about to talk to has a successful proven track record of success that shows you that they've done it many times before with many clients just like you? If the answer is yes, then you need to talk to them. If not, you need to find someone else, run away from them. Last question, you oh, point to the question that you asked me. Um, what should you consider when you're thinking about the strategy uh, and then possibly start to build the tactics later on in your business? So the first thing you need to answer, and by the way, I just created a podcast on that, which is available on my blog, chatbar.com. So I actually just talked about the strategy. Next, I'm going to blog and create the podcast that's going to dive deeper into it. So here's an example. First of all, who are you? What is your business and who are your customers? You've got to be able to answer that. You know, what is the essence of your business? And that's what I'm saying by who are you. 
um, how would you describe your business and your customers? So, for example, here are some questions to ask. What is the purpose of your business? What is the essence of your business? What is your value proposition which you need to answer? How is the client better off by virtue of working with you? One sentence or two that describes the value, the ultimate value that you provide to your clients. And therefore, what is the re that remarkable value that you bring to them? Um, what, are you, what are you known for? What do you want to be known for? Who are your clients? What is the perfect profile of the client that you're attracting? How would you describe them? Where are they located? What do they read? What do they watch? What do they listen to? And what are some of the best ways to reach them? Those are just some of the questions. And then as you start to dig deeper, what is the purpose of the website? From my perspective, there are multiple purposes for a website. For example, create credibility, create the tools to deliver value consistently to your client, to educate your visitor, to engage in conversation, to sell products and services, to capture visitor information so you can stay in touch with them. And the ultimate is for you to create the ultimate repository of great intellectual property. Those are some of the questions you've got to ask yourself. Am I on the right track to achieve that? If not, there need to be some rethinking here. Okay, and your book has a series of checklists in there too, is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah, great. I wanna move on to social media and uh, I guess the first question I'm going to ask is an overview of social media. Then we'll talk specifically about certain social media sites. But what are some of the considerations uh, regarding the use of social media? It's the very much the in thing today. That's right. It is. Uh, so the question, the first question I, I always ask my client when they say, uh, Chad, I want to get into social media. My first question is, who's your customer? How would you describe your customer? The next question, are they leveraging and using social media? Many times I find that the target audience for my clients, my clients' audience are not on social media. So then the next question, do you really want to spend the time, effort, money, <laughs> economical uh, exposure to get into social media? Assuming that your target audience is leveraging social media, and for the sake of this discussion, let's describe some of the platforms such as, uh, say, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, at least let's just focus on those three for a moment here. Um, if your target audience is leveraging those and therefore can meet you and find you on those channels, then possibly you should, need, you should be involved. If your target is, audience is not there, I would minimize the amount of exposure that I'm using from, from a social media perspective. Um, and I, I know you have some other question on social media, and I'm ready to dive a little bit deeper, but let me just pause here and just get some feedback from you. Where are we going next with that? Okay, let's, let's firstly talk about Facebook. What, what, do you, what are a couple of points you need to know to become effective on using Facebook? Uh, so from my perspective, the, f the first distinction you need to make, do I want to create a personal account that will attract both my clients, my family, my friends, or do I want to create a business account uh, in order to just expose myself to my client? Both are good. I'm not ruling either one of them. Uh, but there's some limitation in either one of, of the approaches here. So that's the first question you have to ask yourself. Uh, private page or a business page on Facebook? Once you create either one of them, the key here is, from my perspective, let, let's just simplify it for a moment here, Clifton. Number one, to, to deliver val genuine value, like we said before. So if you are, let's say, in the insurance field or if you are in the uh, um, financial management field, why not put some tips on an ongoing basis without spamming people, but whether it's once a day, once every other day, here's a tip you should know. 
about how to leverage your money. Here's a tip you should know about getting the most out of your insurance uh, broker and so on and so forth. Put one tip a day or one tip every other day to do so. Engage in conversation is my next point. The whole thing here is start to create relationship and engage in conversation without spamming people. So deliver value, engage in conversations, and then react to what people are doing. Compliment them. Uh, interact with them in the conversation just like you would in real life when you engage in a powerful conversation with an individual. Okay. Twitter, what should, what should you be tweeting about if you're going to use Twitter? Uh, if you're going to use Twitter, my best suggestion is, again, tweet your value. So once a day, three times a day, put those tips out there. If you have a newsletter or you write articles, let's say that you just release an article to your web page. Why not tweet one sentence short, uh, my latest article on how to get the most out of your insurance broker, followed by the link that if the person click on, takes them to the link on, the pa- on your page with the article. Um, if you are releasing a brand new product offering, why not announce it on Twitter? So Twitter is great to do that. Not always should you put the link to your website, but when it makes sense to do so, because more information is available to the visitor, I would definitely include the short link in Twitter to link people to them. And then Twitter is also great to start creating conversation with people. So if you follow someone on Twitter, a thought leader or a colleague that you like, and they say something that you know, trigger your attention or, or picture your, your interests, uh, why not write to them on Twitter, love your article, and retweet their tweets in order to get their information exposed to your audience, which, by the way, one of the reasons you want to use Twitter is that people retweet your, your uh, tweets so more people find out about you. It's all about creating relationship and creating genuine friendships that hopefully would lead to serious business. Okay, and the final one is LinkedIn. How, how should you be using LinkedIn? Um, <laughs> I'm going to say the word caref- carefully. But similar to Facebook, LinkedIn is known more of a business community, although I, I would acknowledge that Facebook has a, a business community built into it as well. So my suggestion, first of all, if you're using things like a blog or a newsletter or things like that, first I would suggest that you link them to your Facebook and your LinkedIn account so automatically things, your articles and your blog entries get posted automatically to LinkedIn so people people that are on LinkedIn can benefit easily from your content without having to separately go to your blog or your website to get that. And then the whole thing is to make connections with colleagues or potential clients in order to create the kind of relationship that attract people to you. Uh, And it's all done through what I said earlier, creating conversation, injecting genuine value, and then... uh, starting to create those conversations with people that would lead to you. And the, the last thing that LinkedIn is very, very good for, and you may want to consider experimenting with that, is answering questions in your area of expertise on the different boards on LinkedIn, also posing questions that will attract others to interact with you, and while doing so, it gives you a chance to meet people online. Oh, great. Now, just to uh, finish off, um, this has been a great discussion. What are three final tips that you have for leveraging the web and building your brand? Great question. I'm going to give you actually five. Okay. (laughs) Number one, you've got to take it seriously. Number two, you've got to create remarkable content, remarkable content that engages people to come to you. 
You've got to focus your efforts, your energy on marketing, marketing, and marketing. Similar to the question you asked me before about marketing gravity. Marketing is critical. You've got to do all you can to engage the audience. And, and then, as I said, the, the delivery of remarkable content is one of the critical aspects here. Because ask yourself this, or I would ask you, if you don't take your site seriously, why should others? Good point. Good point. Thank Chad. This has been a great discussion. You know, there's a lot of hype and chaos out there in web marketing, but having a web strategist, strategist like Chad, who's globally renowned and has worked with firms of all sizes, it, it, it could be a great advantage to you. I rec highly recommend that you read his book, Million Dollar Web Presence. Um, you can certainly buy from Amazon. You can buy it from Chad uh, at his website, which is uh, the chadbargroup.com. Uh, Chad has a blog also, uh, chadbar.com, and that's bar, B-A-R-R. Um, Chad, thank you very much, and look forward to speaking with you soon. A pleasure, Clifton. Thanks for doing this.